Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Breaking Cinematic Universes. I, of course, am the asshole that everybody loves, Trevor, joined as always by the lovable Patrick. Oh, I'm like a big, tough, cuddly teddy bear. I'm like a prickly porcupine, apparently. <laughs> I'm okay We're with here uh, talking. What's, what's that? I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. You got to know yourself. You got to know yourself to love yourself. Got to know your strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> So we're here talking about the cinematic universes. That's what we do here, talking about Marvel cinematic movies, DC cinematic movies, other cinematic events, or, or yeah, galaxies far, far away, as it were. So today we're going to talk a little bit about Mandalorian uh, episode one. Did you watch it, by the way, or are we going to skip uh, that? Oh, good God. Come on, man. I'm just making sure. It's chicken nuggy time, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about Mandalorian uh, season two, episode one, just a little bit here. Salted a little bit here. I'm just making sure. I know a couple of people who have it queued up, but they want to binge it. So they Mandalorian is is doing the episodic weekly releases, so we don't get to binge that all at once when it releases. Um, so we'll talk about that a uh, little bit about um, Thor, uh, God of Thunder, uh, which may or may not be rec- uh, filming right now. Um. Basically, all Marvel filming stuff, and then some rumors in regards to Marvel and possible uh, possible future people that we will see uh, having more ties into the X Men universe. You know what I fun. want? You know what I finally want? I want them to announce when the hell Blade is going into production with uh, what's his face, the guy whose yeah. name I can't pronounce, and if I do, I'm going to butcher the hell out of it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, Marshala, right? I believe Marshala. I'm going to get it wrong. I think it's Marshala Ali. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and actually, I was, I was. I, we're not going to talk about it here, but Wesley Snipes, of course, in the news again with some, ah, some more stuff about what happened with Blade Three. I feel like he. Okay. I feel like he's what. I'll go ahead and get into this real quick because okay. it's been something that's been. It's been around a while. It, it, it's not something that's new. Like I could probably look it up right now and it would probably go back to, I would say at least 2016, 2017. Mm. So the story is that during the filming of Blade Trinity, which is the worst of the three. Now, granted it brought us Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. as Hannibal King. Is it Hannibal King? I'll double check. I'm pretty sure it's Hannibal King. Um, I know his first name was Hannibal, and it brought us Abigail Whistler, uh, played by Jessica Biel. Mm. And it brought us Dracula, which is one of Blade's biggest uh, villains in the comic books, as far as I know. It is Hannibal King, by the way. Thank you. Uh, And it also brought us a great performance by WWE superstar Triple H, or as William Regal says, Triple H. Um. Nothing's worse than his pronunciation of uh, um, uh, Umaga, Umenga. Umenga, yeah. Umenga. Um, so oh, God, I loved I loved William Regal. <laughs> um, or, or Lord Stephen Regal. Um, sure. That's neither here nor there. So apparently, while Wesley Snipes was also, was not only the lead actor in the film, he was also a producer on the film. So he got, to pick the director, script, all that stuff that producers get to do. So apparently there was a moment on the set where he and David Goyer, David S. Goyer, sorry, who's a uh, famed screenwriter 
um, such titles as I believe the Noland uh, Batman universe uh, and, and mm-hmm. among others. He, well, he also wrote, I believe blade two, but that was directed by Guillermo del Toro. That was good. Um, that I think that was the best of all three. So apparently they got into a fight where Wesley Snipes choked him out. Now, this is all being told from Patton Oswalt, who was on the set uh, very briefly in a minor role as one of Abigail Whistler and Hannibal King's, I guess, team, you could say. Yeah. Um. He also said that he wouldn't ta- uh, Wesley Snipes wouldn't talk to people if he wanted to talk to you. He'd leave you a post-it note and this and that and blah, 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 blah. Just basically saying Wesley Snipes was a dick to deal with on the set. From what I've heard from other filming sets of stories, that's probably not far from the truth. Of yeah, I would, I would not I would not be surprised whatsoever. The only thing he avoids is his taxes. Oh, did he? Okay, so I know he technically got it was guilty of that. Did he actually do like time I, in a I prison? Believe he, I believe he did. You know where he actually went to court for that, right? No, where where was that? Tampa. Hmm, I didn't know that. Oh, he did. Okay, so it was three years. So he's sentenced to three years. I don't know if he. I don't know where he actually served because some of the some of the facilities are rather cushy. Oh yeah. Like, uh, like the one that, um, uh, what's her face, uh, Martha Stewart, like the one that she, that she served in. I mean, even if, even if it's a federal crime, they'll, they'll give you a, a softer place to, to stay. If I guess it's white collar versus blue collar dude in those situations, he probably got a fucking Tempur-Pedic bed. Let's be honest. All right. I do. I love the memes that come out though with Martha Stewart and Snoop. And it's like, one of these is a convicted felon. And the other's a rapper. <laughs> so in a in an interview published Monday, Wesley Snipes had this to say of Oswalt's claims. Let me tell you one thing. If I'd if I had tried to strangle David Goyer, you probably wouldn't be talking to me now. A black man with muscles strangling the director of a movie is going to jail, I guarantee you. This is part of the challenges that we as African-Americans face here in America, these microaggressions. The presumption that one white guy can make a statement and that statement stands true, why would people believe his version true? Because they are predispositioned to believing the black guy is always the problem. And all it takes is one person, comma, Mr. Oswald. I don't know why I say comma. Um, It's the writer in me. Who I really don't know. Dude, you were on set with him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you worked I with him. I barely remember him on set, but it's fascinating that his statement alone was enough to make people go, yeah, you know, Snipes has got a problem. Snipes also pointed out that he was an authority figure on the film set as executive producer. Um, so, I mean, he's Vietnamese or Vietnam. What, what, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, denying all this. Now I've heard from, you know, other stories that have come through the, the, uh, inner verse, um, of him being very difficult to deal with on set. I think I even heard a story of him on the expendables three being a pain in the ass. Yeah. And I mean, the entire time I'm thinking, 
Like I, not that I, I, not that I immediately believe Patton Oswald immediately. I'm thinking, wow. Okay. Who, who else saw that? That's the first thing that I was thinking. Cause that's, that's huge. I mean, it's kind of like the Joss Whedon accusations. It's like, all right, if everyone is saying the same thing, all right, let's, let's, let's talk about it. And with the Joss Whedon one, everyone is saying different things or they're not actually stay, saying what they want to accuse him of. Um, I don't know if you've noticed that, but a lot of them that have this general blanket statement and they won't actually say what he did or what he said. or well, how no, he Ray, Fisher, Ray Fisher finally came out and said, finally, what? yeah. You're talking about with he said that um, Joss Whedon was trying to change his, his the color, his skin color. Yeah, he was trying to so, light skin color. So my question when when thinking about that is, is he talking about lighting, lightening the skin color when he's cyborg? Because he's not really human anymore. And there is going to be a lot of changes. And usually when you see someone who is. You know, the, the flesh take tends to get paler and grayer no matter what skin color you are. So I don't, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying, is that what he meant was post change that he was going to, that he was lightening his skin. I don't know. Cause in that case, I don't um, think it's a racist thing. I think that was a, Hmm, this would affect him. This is how the mother box is affecting him. Anyways, I'm just saying, uh, because, uh, what's 2012. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I'm uh, not to cut you off. Wesley Snipes, den- Wesley Snipes denies Patton Oswalt's 2012 claim he tried to strangle Blade Trinity director. Eight years ago, this story came out. There you go. He's just now denying it. Yeah, why Why would you wait so long? And I'm just curious what everyone, like I said, what did everyone else experience? Did everyone else see that? Like Jason Momoa will not pin down what he didn't like about working about, about what he, he keeps saying, well, oh, there's going to be stuff coming out. It was terrible. There's stuff coming out. What What's happening? What is well, happening? I mean, here's the thing, you know, they came out and said when Joss Whedon took over that Zack Snyder handpicked him. He mm-hmm. was Zack Snyder's choice, this and that. Ray Fisher's now coming out saying that wasn't the case. He wasn't Snyder's choice. He was the studio's choice. Interesting. Yeah. And e- either way, I mean, either way, they were trying to find someone that they could actually complete the project and not lose them Control. insane amounts of money, which is, I mean, if I'm curious about the financials on the Batman as how much money they're losing due to COVID because of how many times they've had to start up, start and stop production. Dude, I'm shocked they haven't pulled it back to the future on that one yet. And oh, you just replace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And replace Robins, uh, Pat, uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Um, wouldn't be surprised if it ends up happening. It, they're too far. Wouldn't dude. be surprised. They're, they're yeah. too far at this point. They would have had to do that when they came back from COVID. Like if yeah. I was Matt Reeves, and we came back from the COVID shutdown and he wasn't in shape, I'd be like, dude, you're done. Get get the fuck off my set. Well, it's the second time that he did that. He's out in, the, he's talking to journalists saying, I don't think I should work out. I think that sets a bad precedent that what actors have to do for a role, because he said that. Uh, he said, Batman doesn't have to be big and I shouldn't have bullshit. to do it. Yeah, all of that is every single thing that he just said is bull. If you're going to portray a character, you're going to portray the character. And we're gone are the days 
of of a uh, person who looks like an average uh, an average man or woman portraying what would be a superhero who has especially in Batman's case because he is human you can't attribute like say uh, like mutant powers to it like saying oh well the blob is really fat but he's extremely strong because of his, his, his powers you know what I never said about Batman not to cut you off sorry I have ADHD if I don't get this shit out of my head it, it doesn't come out and I forget about it after Iron Man was introduced as a character uh-huh. yeah why didn't they try to make Batman have more of a like an armored suit like a metallic armored suit almost he has like- one no, no, he does. He's had one, but make that his regular suit, kind of like oh. uh, it's like the Arkham uh, Arkham Knight series. Sure, sure. No, that's that's a that's a good point. And even even if it's not full on Iron Man suit, yes, having like you said the Arkham series where it it has it has armor. It still looks like a Batman suit. It has technology and in, uh, integrated into it, which Batman should have. It shouldn't. It doesn't need to just be a. Uh, you know, plain suit. So no, I, I agree. I know that, you know, with the Nolan verse, they were kind of going a little bit into that, but not, not as much. Uh, yeah. And I would imagine the Batman's not going to go too deep into it because this is kind of his, you know, this is his, uh, his, not necessarily his alpha, maybe beta, maybe first suit. I don't know. First production suit, if well, you will. I think the way they've described this is it's not year one. This is year two. Yeah. So he's still toying with his suit and everything, but I'd imagine year one as Batman his suit was, you know, it wasn't the equivalent of the uh, the Spider Man, um, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man first Spider Man costume or anything. Um, but I'd imagine there's a lot of work, there's a lot of uh, iteration, just like with Tony Stark. Um, and I think his Mark One of the Batman suit would probably be very, very, uh, you know, very bare bones. So he should have a few gadgets now. Which well, he doesn't I mean, need to have all the gadgets, but yeah, he needs to have gadgets. The one thing about Justice League or Batman v Superman, I can't remember which one it was in, that I truly enjoyed was mm-hmm. Alfred sitting there with the thing on his throat explaining the voice dis the the the, the different voice when he's in the suit. Yeah. yeah. The voice modulation. Pretty sure that was in uh that was Batman versus Superman. But yeah, I, I, I like that as well because he needs to disguise his voice. Um, and you could say, you could say that, you know, Batman, and, and if you go on, if you read, read the comics, um, he, he does assume because he's, you know, he's, he's not a master of everything, but he dabbles in a little bit of everything. And he has, you know, dressed up as different people with prosthetics and done like different voices, but it's not, I don't think it's enough to do a Batman voice like, you know, for four, six, eight hours every night. That's going to destroy your voice trying to do that uh, a character, right? Christian Bale. Yeah, exactly. It's going to destroy your vocal cords. And then you go into the board meeting the next morning at eight or 9 a.m. And, and no one can understand you. There's only so much lemon and honey that that man could use. So I do like the voice changer in that case. If it was just an occasional role, then yeah, he can, he can, you know, make up a voice of his own, but yeah, they're, I think voice changers. I thought I like that right. aspect of it. Gun to your head. What? Gun to your head. Yeah. Worst voice. Bale's Batman, Hardy's Bane. Oh, geez. Uh, Gun to okay. Your head. You have to answer. Gun to my head, Christian Bale's Batman, because I attribute most of Bane's terrible voice 
to the effects that they put on him. They put an echo on it. They put it louder than everybody else. And I feel like that made a bad a bad voice and bad accent, which that's an that's a legitimate accent, by the way. But that 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 took his bad voice and actor uh, and performance, and that made it worse. Um, they they cranked it up. If you if you watch it, and I'm sure you've you've seen it many times, his voice is way louder than everybody else's. It has this weird bass and re- and reverb that's added to it that isn't doesn't need to be there. But they were trying to do it because he's wearing a mask. But it sounds like what it would sound like within a mask as opposed to what it sounds like outside of the mask. Like it's echoing for his mouth, but not us. It's freaking weird, man. And and I, I do love, by the way, Kevin Conroy when he was Kevin Conroy was asked about Christian Bale's Batman voice. And he basically said someone someone on set should have told him that this wasn't good. Like no one no one stopped him and said, hey, cr- hey, Christian, can we do something else? <laughs> All right. Gun to your head. Which which apparently is true. Which apparently is true. Sorry, go ahead. Gun to your head. More iconic Batman. Uh-huh. Adam West, Kevin Conroy. Ooh. Okay. I would say... By the way, I think even I he's the new segment. I would say he's not my favorite, but I'd say from an iconic standpoint, Adam West as Batman is... He's iconic in... Well, it's not technically the first iteration of Batman. Um, he's the he's the most well known Batman, most well known first iteration of Batman. Uh, even though he wasn't the first on screen, um, he's iconic. Where I would say Kevin Conroy's Kevin Conroy's Batman is the most accurate to the character, one hundred percent as Bruce Wayne as as Batman. The way that he portrays those two characters is perfect where Adam West didn't do any of that. Adam West is iconic because it's Adam West as Batman, like Nicholas Cage as Superman. If we ever got that movie would have been iconic because it would have been Nicholas Cage as Superman. Well, I mean, Conroy, the only time, and we know this, the only time he's actually live action uh, appeared as Mm -hmm. Swain was in last season's Arrowverse crossover crisis on infinite earths, Mm -hmm. which was a role that was originally set a lot of people don't know this for Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. Which I wish it was Keaton. Honestly, I love Kevin Conroy, but I wish it was Keaton because we've seen him as soon as you have Michael Keaton on screen, you, you know, everyone, no matter what you, what you know him from, in addition to it, everyone knows he's Batman. I mean, yeah, he's Beetlejuice. He's, he's uh, Mr. Mom, uh, multiplicity like the man has so many good roles hey, and steve, the, steve steve we gotta take that leg off. <laughs> I, like I mean so and then and then for him to come back as uh as vulture and doing an amazing job as that uh i i think it would have been it would have been jaw-dropping to have that man uh in in the um I, in the crisis but I it's still great what's up you got, got one, one more for you yeah gun to your head yeah Better Catwoman, Eartha Kitt or Michelle Pfeiffer? Oh, okay. Hmm. Okay. I stumped on this one, didn't I? I'm going to get hate for this. I'm going to get hate for this because... Uh, you, you can send all hate emails to Patrick yes. at universes.com. <laughs> so because you said a better Catwoman, you didn't say more iconic. No, because I already did the more iconic with Batman. As a better Catwoman, 
I would say a better Catwoman was Michelle Pfeiffer. And a lot of that's due to, um, you know, stunt work that was done uh, and how she, her portrayal of the, the, that version of Catwoman, because it is a different version of Catwoman than the, than the, uh, the one in the comics, it's a different version than the one with the kit per- performed as it's, it's a different character. I mean, it's a different, different iteration of, of the same character, but very different character. Um, just like Batman, Adam West, Batman is completely different than Michael Keaton, Batman. Um, yeah, I know, I know, but Eartha kit, Eartha kit was great, but Eartha kit, Eartha kit was Eartha kit as Catwoman, And she's amazing is that, but she did not transform into the, character of Catwoman, uh, where if you had asked me the most iconic, I would have said Eartha Kit. Let's go to the live studio audience and see what they think. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Bring it on. I just say careful how you word you, you know, I'm going to answer based on the question given to me and that's how I feel about it. Um, I would say if you had asked me who the best Selena Kyle was, I would say Anne Hathaway. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Anne Hathaway, and honestly, her Catwoman is really good too. The way that she switches in her in her uh, as her pretending to be naive to being, you know, Catwoman, just her facial facial features flipping was is just amazing. Uh, and then, of course, the the everything about that movie was, or sorry, everything about her as Catwoman was great, in my opinion. Um, I think that Michelle Pfeiffer may have been a little bit better as Catwoman, uh, but I thought she, I thought. And and Hathaway doesn't get near enough credit for what she did in that movie. Well, I do have a a, a statement from a member of our live studio audience. So give me one second here. This man. <laughs> um. Yes, the sound effects are back. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. All right. So that uh, you know what I'm going to throw that out every so often. You sure. never know when it's going to come, but it's going to be a quick segment called "Gun to Your Head." You have to pick one or the other. And no we'll, problem. We'll come up with some kind of, uh, if there's ever a situation where like, I, I just can't pick, there will be yeah. some kind of, um, I don't want to say punishment, <laughs> but there will be something that will be a um, a repercussion. Repercussion. Sure. sure. Um, so there's some other stuff you, you wanted to talk about this week. And I know I kind of, uh, 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 took over the show. No, it's fine. I, you know what? I, I think that, Oh, Mandalorian. Because there's Mandalorian. Uh, so I don't know. Do you want to talk about it after it's over and then do like a spoiler show? So that way we warn people or, and then we can, uh, we can talk about this, uh, the X-Men's possibility stuff this, this week. What do you think? Um, I mean, dude, it's going to be what? Eight episodes, 10 episodes. It's uh, eight episodes, and it's going to be after Christmas, I think, by the time it's done. Hmm. Okay, just real quick, your thoughts on the on on season two, episode one. Just overall overall thoughts. Possible spoilers here. Overall thoughts. Possible spoilers. I love the fact that now Timothy Oliphant is mm-hmm. in the Star Wars universe. Oh, it was great. That was great. And I didn't know until afterwards that that character is in one of the Star Wars novels, one of the recent Star Wars novels. Really? Yep. So did not know that. Um, and I did double check, by the way, 
it looks like uh, the season finale is uh, scheduled to be Friday, December 18th. So right before Christmas. All right. So we're going to talk. That's it for Mandalorian. We'll, we'll get into it more toward the end of the season as things go progressingly. Yeah. You want to talk X-Men. And if we're going to talk X-Men, I find it only right to play this. One of the greatest themes of all time. It may maybe maybe one of the maybe my favorite comic book hero theme, even though it's not in the movies. No, absolutely. I mean, granted, the X Men cinematic theme wasn't bad. Yeah, it had a little bit of this in it. Okay, bit. gun to your head. Which what's what's a better theme? What's a more iconic theme? The Batman theme to nineteen eighty nine Batman or this. 89 Batman. Yeah, that's what I was going to say cuz that was they, I was they thinking used, like they, dude, they used it in Justice League. They 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 keep reusing it because it is the so I I had to stop myself cuz I was I it was said that I think it's my favorite and then immediately my brain said, "Shut up, you fool. It's Batman 1989." Which by the way, I don't know if you know about he he wrote that while he was on a plane. Uh Danny Elfman wrote it while he was on a plane. The idea came to him and he had a tape recorder. You know, back when you had the little tiny mini cassettes. Oh yeah, dude, children. I, we, yeah, dude, ch- yeah. We normal investigation. I've, I've, I actually wait. So I think he I on my desk. He would go. He was going into the bathroom in the plane, and he would hum into the into the recorder, whatever. And then he'd go back to his seat and he'd think of something else. He'd go back to the bath the the bathroom, and then hum more bits of it. Huh. To the point that the stewardesses asked him if he was okay because he <laughs> kept going to the bathroom over and over and over again. And I imagine someone, you know, in in the creative mode, finicky, and then just rushing to the bathroom repeatedly. They were thinking, like, is he is he throwing up? Is he on coke? Like, what's going on? And he may have been on coke, but huh. uh, definitely having a, a, an amazing uh, epiphany. So, anyways, no, nope, I got another one for you. Yeah. I got another one for you. Another gun to yeah. your head. This. Uh huh. Or hold on. Hold on, my computer's kind of running slow here. Give it a second. All right, come in. I just had to mute it for a second just in case there's an ad that pops up. All right, you ready? Yep. Gun to your head. You got to pick one or the other. Yeah. Um, or hold on. And I, and I apologize. I was humming the wrong theme, by the way, when I was talking with Danny Elfman. I was humming this instead. Um, I I am going to say, as much as I, lo- I love both of these series, by the way, and I hate that you did this to me, but that's the whole point of this. I would say X Men. Oh, um, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna mm-hmm. throw. I'm gonna throw a, 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 a ringer in this. Okay. 
taking you back to your childhood. Uh huh. Now I will give you a heads up on this. So, by because there's an ad, one of the people that is one of the writers of that X Men song mm-hmm. is also one of the writers of this song. Okay. <laughs> After ten thousand years, I'm free. <laughs> I'm to conquer Earth. Oh. That's a that's a fantastic one. I'm still going to say X-Men, but those two songs get you pumped up. And obviously that Batman was that was that wasn't the idea behind the Batman theme, but no matter where you are, if you hear, I'd say I'd say it's the same thing for the Power Rangers one. You can start playing that and everyone gets amped. You, you mean No, no. You know what song gets me amped and I'm shocked it's not on my uh on my playlist. Yep. This is what gets me pumped. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say uh there's another one which I don't have the the soundboard here but the uh the theme to the uh uh to was it 1991's uh Spider-Man? Is it 91? Hold on, here's another good one. Here's a, I will for you. Yeah. I think Slash did that one. Uh Eddie Van Halen if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to double check that. I mean you may be wrong. You may be you may be right. Sorry. Here we go. I'm going to Google it. Joe Perry. We were both wrong. Joe okay. Perry. Hold on. This is still one of my favorite songs from Power Rangers. I can I can barely hear it. Can you hear it now? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's a good one, too. Man, I miss I miss songs like that, and uh, you know it's it's the un, unapologetically cheesy. It's like, yeah, we know this is cheesy. It's gonna be awesome though. Somewhere somewhere in the '90s, like people, and you know, we're not gonna blame Kurt Cobain, but like everyone, you know, tried to turn their back on anything that had had cheese to it, and was like, no, we need to be super serious. And then we got Limp Biscuit out of all that crap. Uh, we got Limp Biscuit, but Joe Perry brought us this. Yeah. right here all right i got one more for you all right it's just that's just a jam right there all right i got one more for you here i gotta find it's a, it's a bop as the kids say I got to think of another song to compare it to. Give me one second. Are you doing another gun to the head? I'm doing another gun to the head. 
All right. Well, while you're doing that, a shameless plug at the Land Cave, we're going to be not only reviewing the new console, the new PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, but doing videos about uh, different aspects like the best settings that you should be using uh, on the consoles, uh, as well as like reviewing different aspects of it, like streaming media and all that. So check speaking it out at which, the Land Cave. Which before we leave, mm-hmm. I need to talk to you on this show about uh, about gaming. All okay. right. So here's two more for you. Gun to the head. I'm going to play the first one. I'm going to play the second one. Okay. All right. And number one. I recognize that, but I'm, I'm having trouble placing that. The theme from Batman Beyond. Ah, uh, okay. Or, or this. Even though, even though I didn't recognize it at first, I'd say the Batman Beyond theme is better. I am Iron Man's good. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I I don't think it's got the quality of the Batman Beyond. You know theme. Which one I enjoyed of the Iron Man? Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna play it here real quick. I just enjoyed some ACDC. I mean, think like the the soundtrack, man. The hidden Tony Stark like perfectly somehow ACDC just did it oh it, it was perfect especially in yeah. uh what was it Iron Man 2 yeah in the beginning when he jumps out of the plane and it shoots the thrill it was just perfect yep this is my favorite of all the like recent cartoons this is my uh-huh. favorite theme okay I like that He's a man on a mission Yeah. No, it gets better if you've never heard this. I haven't. Yeah, that's good. That's from Iron Man Armored Adventures, which I believe is actually on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it was very short-lived, but very good. It actually follows a teenage, still in high school, Tony Stark, who is Iron Man. Interesting. Um, Very, very good. Like, I actually went and tracked this actual song down when this show first came out, and I actually downloaded the full song. Oh, yeah. There is a full song to it. Like I, uh, it's by Rooney. It's by Rooney, as in Rooney. Mickey Rooney. No, not Mickey Rooney. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, see? yeah, I like it. It's that's just. Yeah, they've got a full version of this. Yeah, that's some good stuff, man. That's some good stuff. 
Um, pivoting to talking about X Men before we uh, before we oh, yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. things not related to uh, uh, to cinematic universes. Um, so there were some rumors quite a while ago. So take you back to to January or February, where rumors slash confirmation that uh, Omega Red was going to show up in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which obviously hasn't been confirmed. But I want to, I want you to keep that in mind. In addition to the fact that Kevin Feige has said that they're going to cast eventually cast a new Wolverine, and it is not Hugh Jackman. And then the additional bit, bits I should say, because we're layering these rumors and statements, is that there is a call sheet out, which allegedly someone took a shot of with their camera. It is a call sheet for Hugh Jackman to reprise or to be in discussions to be Wolverine again. The only way it works, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off right there. Yep. Because I feel like on this show, I'm the yin to your yang. Yeah. Hell, I feel like in life, I'm the yin to your yang. <laughs> we both have wives. The only, 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 yeah. only way that works. Yeah. Is if it's Deadpool involved, it's Ryan Reynolds, and it's Hugh Jackman. That is the would, only way to yeah. work. <laughs> I I would like that. No, no. I don't know if it will be. Love that. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course I would. I, what I, to watch I especially Jack rub, run his um, mm-hmm. adamantium claws into the <laughs> stomach of Deadpool and then rip his head off with the other one. Yeah, yeah. Especially with their with their, their bromance slash uh, rivalry, the, the joking that they continue to do towards each other. Have you, um, have you seen the new birthday video from Ryan Reynolds? I didn't see the new one. No. Oh my god, dude! Keep talking. I'll find it. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Keep talking. Send it. Send it to me, and I'll watch it. I'll watch it later. But no, um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna play it on here. As soon as I find it, I know it's here somewhere. Keep talking. All right. So, it, so added. So I'm gonna pay, finish painting this picture. You have Omega Red allegedly showing up in, in Falcon of the Winter Soldier. Allegedly. Allegedly, right? You have Kevin Feige saying, "Yeah, we're gonna we're going to be casting a Wolverine eventually." Uh, which is, you know, of course, that's his way of saying it's going to happen at some point. I'm not going to tell you when you add to that uh, this call sheet. And then you add additionally, one of the people who a lot of fans have been talking about possibly playing him other than like Tom Hardy, which I don't think he's going to do it. And a few others uh, is the one of the actors from Stranger Things, Darce Montgomery. I'm a Darce. I believe it's Darce. I'm going to get it wrong. If I'm wrong, I apologize. I, agree. I think um, it's dark. Whatever, whatever. I'm pulling up his Wikipedia. It's got to tell me on there. Doc Docker, Dracar Noir. I'm gonna call him Dracar. So uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. He was great in Stranger Things. Um, and the there was a an image that he posted of him dressed up as Wolverine with um, makeup. I don't know if he if that was done afterwards or if that was uh, if it was all photoshopped or what it was, he posted it on Twitter and Instagram Daker. and or both. What? What is it? Pronounced just like the unit of measurement acre, but with a D at the front. Okay. Well then I'm okay with that. I, yeah. May, call it, call it my dyslexia. Um, so, so Daker's great. I'm not, I don't want to slight him in any way. 
uh, he posted on it was either Twitter or Instagram or both. He posted a mock-up of him as Wolverine, uh, close-up shot. The they got the mutton chops with the uh, with the cigar. Uh, very like not that it was done through Marvel, but it looked like professional photography, professional Photoshop to clean it up, and then he deleted it. Well, I mean, technically, and then he deleted it. Technically, Victor th- Montgomery is closer to Wolverine's height than than Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is six three. Uh-huh. Dacre is five ten. Closer, still not there, but closer. Yeah. So he's gonna be as close as Danny DeVito. Dude, I am I am Wolverine's height. Danny DeVito shorter than me. Is hold on, no, that's right because depends on who who the writer was. I think he's, he's between five two and five five. You're right. Um, so. If you add all these things up, what I I'm not saying this is a prediction, but I have a feeling that there's a possibility that we will see Dacre in Falcon of the Winter Soldier as Wolverine. As Logan. Should I start playing the Black Eyed Peas for you? I got a feeling. Oh bad, oh bad. Um but yeah. here, real quick, here's Ryan Reynolds' newest birthday message now nothing will beat ryan reynolds showing up on the video screen at one of hugh jackman's concerts yeah. happy birthday and ending it with fuck you <laughs> will beat that except for possibly this hey you i uh, just want to wish you a happy birthday and tell you i love you i'm down here in atlanta so i wish you could be celebrating with you um you may notice that it's a little quiet around the house this morning um that's because i flew deb and kids and the dogs and your friends and furniture down here to celebrate your birthday with me. And we're having an amazing time. <laughs> and um, we miss you. And it's a slice of ham. So, uh, so he, that's Dude, just awesome. Is there anybody else in all of Hollywood yeah. that has a better bromance? Then Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds. I don't think so. I don't think so. And I love, I love that, you know, I'm not, I am not going to say that reading, reading comics, like it's not a, a situation where, um, like Mark Hamill, in my opinion, like Mark Hamill's always been the voice. Like, I feel like when I read old Joker stuff, it still sounds right as, as, uh, as, as, uh, Mark Hamill's Joker voice. Older Deadpool doesn't quite have the same punch uh, as as uh, I'd say or early two thousands ish, uh, but Ryan Reynolds, in regards to the recent recent Deadpool, I'd say in the last twenty years or so, maybe 16, 20 years, Ryan Reynolds is the perfect Deadpool, one hundred percent. I, got I don't know how. Yeah, I got another gun to your head. All right, Mark Ham. Who's a better Joker? Uh huh. Mark Hamill. Uh huh. Or Heath Ledger, Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, or Jack mm-hmm. Nicholson, Mark Hamill. Okay, both for very different reasons. Um, Joker's was more psychotic, so grounded. It, the le- like the Ledger Joker is so unique and different. It's perfect for the Nolan verse, but it's not really the Joker. Um, it's 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 a it's a twist. It's a, it's a take on the Joker and it's not bad at all, but it's, it's, it's not quite Joker. Um, and Jack Nicholson's Joker is amazing, 
but I I feel like it 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 lacked a little bit of the humor. It's great in regards to I mean, you watch him as as Jack Nicholson as the Joker. He is frightening, like <laughs> seriously you, frightening. Romero Joker. Ooh. Okay, see that's actually so you said Hamill or Caesar Romero? Is that what you said? No, I said Hamill or Nicholson, mm-hmm. Hamill or Ledger. But I will go yeah. ahead and throw this out: Hamill or Caesar Romero. That's 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 more difficult, in my opinion. Um, I still think I think that Caesar Romero all almost has it. And I feel like if if Caesar Romero was not held back in regards to the writing that they did, in regards to the overall what they were trying to do in regards to tone, uh, he could have nailed it on the head. I feel like they held that Joker back from being what Joker needs to be in regards to the psychosis because he just had to be a laughing man. He just had to be giggly and uh, and and do funny things, whoopee cushions or whatever. It could never get – it could never cross the line. And – even in a children's cartoon like like the like the uh, the Batman the animated series, uh, what he what he plans his different plans that he does are 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 psychotic and and terrifying. Where Joker's plans in the nineteen sixties ones never were. So I'd have to give it a little bit to Mark Hamill in that case. But they are they both do a great job of portraying how how off that that man is and yeah. I mean, to me, Mark Hamill vocally is the mm-hmm. joke. The yep. complete package to me mm-hmm. is still Heath Ledger. I I just think that I think Heath Ledger wasn't quite. He's what the Joker would be in real life. He's is what the Joker would be in a comic book life. Which is what the Nolan verse was supposed to be doing, because the Batman, Batman characters, Batman villains, all of that. um, they're not they're not obviously from real life right so nolan was like how do i take this how do i take batman how do i take his villains and and give them uh and give them a a life if you will a real life uh and make them live make them livable if you will make gotham alive and that i will agree in regards to to joker yes he is as accurate as you would get to a real life what joker would be uh in real life okay so as we wrap up this show, PS5 or Xbox Series X? I got to pick one. You have to pick one? I have to pick one. Okay. Because I'm going to be selling my PS4 uh, 4 Pro and my Xbox One X to pay for whichever one I get. Okay. So do you, there's there's a couple qualifiers here because they're both they're both good for different reasons do you have a lot of xbox games in your catalog or more uh p or more ps4 i have more xbox okay i i'm going to say and and here's the i guess the other question i would ask is is do you have it hooked up to a 4k tv with hdr my xbox one x okay so the they're going to be very similar in regards to their output, but the Xbox Series X is consider is is more powerful than the PS5. Uh, also, the Xbox One X is and Xbox One, uh, sorry, Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S are both backwards compatible with every Xbox. If you can play it on Xbox One, you can play it on Xbox Series. 
meaning there are 360 games. There's Xbox, OG Xbox games available. Um, there's so much there. So if you're not as concerned with uh, the, um, if you're not as concerned with the uh, exclusives that PlayStation is getting and will get, um, I think Xbox is, is, especially with Game Pass, Xbox is a clear winner here. Oh, especially since Game Pass added uh, EA Play to it. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so you get EA Play, you get bucks every month now. Yep, and uh, and if you don't already, I suggest everyone uh, if you if you go to CD Keys and get your uh, Game Pass membership there, uh, the price fluctuates, but it it is legit. Um, so I purchased a couple packs of those every now and then they go really go low enough. I'm, I'll snag a, a three month or so. So I have game pass for the next year and a half and I paid, I paid less than half, I think of what I would pay with regular. Oh, dude, game I have pass. it until March and yeah, I have, so you, yeah. So that's what I suggest to everybody. Uh, I, I love the play. I'm getting both. I love PlayStation. I love the exclusives, but if you, you already are embedded on Xbox, if you're already embedded in the Xbox uh, ecosystem, everything carries over PlayStation, you know, PlayStation four care stuff will carry over to your PlayStation five um, for the most part, but Xbox, it's everything's carrying over generationally. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you have a wife that'll let you spend a thousand dollars on, you know, two video gaming systems. <laughs> I, I, I do not have that luxury. Yeah. Um, if you like sports, you know, you already did your shameless plug about the land cave, the number one, in my opinion, uh, video game uh, podcast out there. Uh, and the best part about the show is you get to see Patrick in all his beautiful bald glory. Yeah. Um, if you like sports, if you're a fan of the Tampa Bay Lightning, who just won the 2020 Stanley Cup, Check out the scrumsports.com for all your Tampa Bay sports needs. That does it for us this week. We will be back again next week. Amazing show as always, Pat. Trick. Um, yeah, sorry. I forgot about that. Um, amazing show as always. We will talk to you next week. Have fun, guys. And you know what? Be excellent to each other.